Hello. Hello. Help. I need somebody. Help. Just not anybody. Help. And that is what we're talking about today. Help. 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 Book. Hello, you're listening to Dear Reader, a book talk show featuring chatty librarians bringing you reading recommendations and a whole lot of book loving. I'm Louise Cadell. And I'm Bernadine Nolan. And we're coming to you live from Melbourne Library. Before we get started, we want to remind you that we'd love to hear what you're reading. So tweet us at Library with the hashtag Dear Reader. And you can download previous Dear Reader episodes at SoundCloud or iTunes by searching for Melbourne Library Service and subscribing. Yeah, subscribe. And all the books we mention will be listed in our show notes on our Goodreads page, which you can find on our website at www.melbournelibraryservice.com.au and it's on the read page. Now, Louise, what was your first self-help book? Oh, mine was a stupendous title and a great cover. It is called Ice Cream for Breakfast, How Rediscovering Your Inner Child Can Make You Calmer, Happier and Solve Your Bull S-H-I-T Adult Problems. Well, I think ice cream at any time of the day can solve a lot of problems. I, know, right? <clears throat> I, I feel like this book really spoke to me on a on quite a profound on a level, food level. On a very profound <laughs> level. The cover has uh, hundreds and thousands of sprinkles on it, and I immediately thought ice cream for breakfast. I thought about how I personally like to have pancakes for dinner, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, no, that's I. Uh, I know people who have." Does yeah. breakfast cereal for dessert? Dinner. Yeah, yeah, no or dinner. Yeah, well, that's, that's depending what on we the do, time, right? Yeah. But I was thinking, rediscovering your inner child. I was like, oh, I feel like I'm on this wavelength because I often my cure for when I'm feeling a bit, or maybe I have my <laughs> bit, you know, <laughs> or not there, or um, you know, Just my partner not, goes out, not and feeling I have, up to it. Yeah, I have a little self-celebration that I called Single Lady Pancake Night and that's when I make myself pancakes for dinner. So anyway, I saw this book and I was like, this is my self-help book. Who is the author, please? It is written by Laura Jane Williams. LJ. LJ. Oh, nice. Uh, So Williams is a UK-based blogger and writer. She regularly writes for Red Magazine's website and she's written for The Guardian. She's written for BuzzFeed, Daily Telegraph. I mention these things because you will notice, dear reader, she's not a doctor. It's not one of those self-help books. There's no MD or no titles behind her. Uh, She's coming directly from her own personal experience, which I myself personally love. I myself. Well. Dear reader, I myself personally. I myself. Love. I mean, it's all about really me. Really and truly. <laughs> Pronouns, Louise. We're doing self help. It's all, right, all about. It's all about moi. Moi. All right, moi. It so, is self help. <laughs> you know, when it comes when it comes to these sort of books, I'm I don't know if I always want to believe doctors because I think, have mm. you been there? Do you know what that's like? You know, I want someone yeah. who says, "Hey, I've been there. I, I dig this." So I'm sort of kind of forever, gra- you know, gravitating towards people who've had this lived experience. Mm-hmm. And Williams did not disappoint. So the preamble is Williams had everything. She had a great life, a book about to be published. And then she kind of has this life crisis and she goes to her GP and she sort of finds out, you know, the GP starts talking to her and she says, look, you're severely burnt out. You know, she oh. had no joy for life. And randomly, she doesn't really get into it too much, but she takes 
this nanny job up during the day and she sort of figures she's always liked working with kids and for some reason she was just like, no, this is what I need in my life right now. I need to be around some kids. So the book is a direct result of that experience. So seeing seeing life, experiencing life through the eyes of a child. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And shouldn't we all do that? Shouldn't we all have that inner child coming out, which is what she's yeah. actually talking about? Oh, 100%. So okay. she's just like, you know, um, it's, it's just all following her adventures really. And she's just saying, hey. These kids, did, why didn't? Why don't we do that more? Or why? Why have I stopped doing that? And it's really cool. It's you know, she's she's very warm, spirited. She's full of enthusiasm, and she just wants us to remember the joy in living. And she's really earnest in her efforts to sort of help people push past some things. And there's she gets a bit deep in some areas, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it's her tone and her style that's perfect because it's just like talking to your best friend over a coffee. You know, she's got that real like, come on, you're great. You can do this. You've got life. You can you can do it. You're okay. And so it's not a depressive read no, by any stretch not of the imagination. Um, and it doesn't look as though it's a really, really big book no. from the look of it. No. And it's actually, there's a few um, activities, if you will, in the book. Okay. You know, lists and things that you write off and you kind of go, oh, I can go through that. Which, are, which you know, if that floats your boat, it's great. Um, mm. I did a few of them. I didn't do all of them. You know, you kind of go at your own pace. Um, and it's sort of in line with a lot of those adulting books that have come out. You know, they're sort of, um, you know, how to be an adult. And, you know, like I said, this one really dragged me by the cover. And it's it's her tone. She's not condescending. You know, she's not particularly old either. She's in her early 30s. So, you know, okay. you can kind of... So one is imagining a high-powered career woman who has everything and then wakes up one morning and basically realises that there's more to life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And it's But she's not also saying, like, guys, I've been there. I know. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah. Just just kind of reading her experiences makes you look at yourself. And it's, it's very positive reading. And I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a ton. Beautiful. And actually, you know what it reminds me of? Really quickly, it reminds me of one of my favourite quotes by the author, Catelyn Moran. Mm. Uh, she says, if you think you're having a nervous breakdown, just have a cup of tea and a biscuit and see how you feel afterwards. There's not much that a cup of tea and a biscuit can't solve. Uh-huh. And I really feel like this is where Williams is kind of getting at. And I think, dear reader, you would enjoy this book with a cup of tea and a biscuit. And I feel like the well, combination, you'd be the, feeling good. In the old days, it was a cup of tea and a Bex and a good lie down. <laughs> Uh, that, that dear reader, is the 1940s in Australia. And I have to say I'm not that old yet. I was going to say, hey, you don't know. This isn't Burns' lived uh, no, experience. No, 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 no. I think it was my grandmother. Oh, dear idea. So what was yours, our first self-help book? Well, this is one that was published quite a few years ago and I didn't really think at the time that it was a self-help book. But... I just love the title, which is why I picked it up quite a few years ago. And I do have my own copy of it because Ooh, it, re- it, it resonated that well. And if we all followed the golden rules or guidelines in this book, the world would be a better place. So it is actually titled Everything I Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Uh, and it's by classic. Robert Fulham. So all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten. All I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be. I learned in kindergarten. For those of you who were lucky enough to have kindergarten when you were growing up. Yeah. Because not, not everybody did. Yeah. I mean, I'd just like to, to, just to put it out there. We didn't plan this, dear reader. No. We didn't both we plan did to not. child-focused books. Oh, interesting. So, I know. So he gives, basically, I'll sum it up. He gives some rules. 
And the rules are, this is not, wisdom was not what they taught you in grad school, but these are the things that we learnt in the sand pile at Sunday school. So share everything. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Play fair. Yep. Don't hit people. Play fair. Play fair. Put things back where you found them. <laughs> now, that speaks to the tidy people. Clean up your own mess. Mm-hmm. Mm. Don't take things that aren't yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, so many life. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. They're good for the soul. soul I'd go food. for the warm cookies, but I don't know about the milk. Okay, fair enough. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work every day some. Take a nap every afternoon. Siesta! <laughs> <laughs> when you go out into the world, watch out for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. And I've got this vision of, you know, all these little kindergarten children holding oh, hands and doing the crocodile lines. Yeah. So cute. Uh, be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup? The roots go down and the plant goes up and nobody really knows how or why, but we're all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the little seed in the styrofoam cup, they all die. Mm. So do we. And then remember the Dick and Jane books and the first word you learned, the biggest word of all, look, 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 look. Everything you need to know is in there somewhere. The golden rule and love and basic sanitation. Ecology and politics and equality and sane living. Now, these terms are quite simple and translates it into a sophisticated adult book. Um, I just loved it. And I do think the whole world would be a better place if we had cookies and milk about three o'clock every afternoon and had blankies and took a nap. Um, (laughs) And it was interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day and they said at three o'clock is is the hump time of the day, you know, three o'clock. And I just thought, yeah, exactly. That's when I need a Tim Tam. He also says if all governments had a basic policy to always put things back where they found them and to clean up their own mess. And it's still true, no matter how old you are, when you go out into the world, it's best to hold hands and stick together. Um, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. When I was, and I went back and I I was sitting there reading, uh, reading it again, or parts of it. And I did a little Google search to still see if it was popular. And yes, it is. It's one of the classic self-help books of all time. But it's, and I love this dear reader. It's actually also used in wedding readings. Really? Yep. Wow. Which part? Like uh, most of what I've just read out. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's just rules you know? for life together. Yeah. Play fair. Oh, I love um, it. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Warm cookies and milk are good for you. And I think take a nap in the afternoon and hold hands and stick together. So it's that basic premise of life. So it's not advertised as a self-help book, um, but yeah, definitely one I'd recommend and one I really enjoyed reading. Beautiful. I love it. All right. Well, I also chose a classic for my second book. Oh, classic. It is How to Win Win Friends and Influence People. You are 100% Carnegie. Yes. Come on down. (laughs) So I chose this 
classic. It is a best-selling self-help book. One of the best-selling of all time. Some people call him the godfather of the whole self-help genre. When I say some people, I can't remember my sources. It was on the internet, which isn't exactly reliable. I've got, but I've we've got, got a vision of, of, the, of the Godfather coming through. Oh, and friends and influence, influence people. <laughs> Watch yourself, buddy. <laughs> Oh, so I, uh, I dove head first into this book. I was a bit unsure. You know, I've heard the name. It's even got a school and, you know, they do all the courses yeah. and stuff. I had a lot of preconceived notions, which turned out to be pretty on the money for me, for what I was looking for. But I got a lot out of it. Um, you know, it was, it was all good. But, yeah, you know, you've got this kind of idea about what those yeah. sort of classic self-help books are like. And it's also interesting because I – I kind of thought it was more of a business self-help. It, mm. it works for everything, but I was, it made me think about, oh, you know, a lot of business books are self-help books and kind of vice versa. So but you do usually find that in the business section. Oh, of course. Yeah. Don't you? You definitely do. Yeah. Well, I found ours in the self-help. So I was, well, in the health, health section. section. So there you go. Anyway, it's uh, easy to read and it's with, and it has to-the-point chapter titles, which I very much enjoy. Like, when nothing else works, try this. And <laughs> if you're wrong, admit it. I, <laughs> I enjoy a book that's uh, to the point. Oh, You know you can, you know what the chapters are going to be at. I really like that. And it's a classic for exactly these reasons. It's smart. It's enthusiastic. It's optimistic. You know, it's, yes. not, it's not negative. Um, and it's full of honest suggestions and workable techniques. Can you remember when it was first published? Oh, no. Hang on. I've got it with me. Let's have a look. We're just having a look. Do you read it to see when it was actually published? So forgive <laughs> the background when noise. When was it pushed? When was it but we're just out? trying to work out how how um, popular it has been for <gasps> first published. With, would you believe it? In nineteen thirty six. Thirty six. It says first published in the United Kingdom in nineteen fifty three, but the copyright with Dale Carnegie is nineteen thirty six. Whoa! Because I believe. Someone, because one of the comments I was reading was something to do with Hitler. <laughs> so the Berlin Games, 36. Yeah, must have been around Was it 36, the Berlin Games? Or 30... You're asking the wrong one. No, lady. no, 36 okay. for the Berlin Games. Well, yeah, so Jesse James. Um, so it's this a... Dale Carnegie is the millionaire Dale Carnegie, yeah. who was a great philanthropist as yeah. well. Yeah, so he's kind of so a... There are Warren Buffett-ish person, yeah. you know. And there are a couple of library buildings still in Australia, I think, that were For sure. that survived or were started By due him. to the Carnegie Trust. Yeah, it's true. So you know, see, he's, readers, he's a you big learn, player. you learn things with that, totally. And he he's a huge player in this game. He knows what a player. You know, I'm calling him a player. She's calling him a player. <laughs> so he offers. Lots of advice on how to deal with people in business environment, like how to remember people's names. Oh, the yes. The secret is to say it over and over again, which is, I feel like it might be kind of awkward. Be like, yes, Bern, how do I, that was great, Bern. Bern, did you say, would you say <gasps> no. that? Louise, uh, anyway. I would hate that, Louise. Yeah, I would just, hate that, Louise. Yeah. And then I'd be like, why are you saying my name a lot? Anyway, uh, still a good tip, and I think in some business environments, probably very relevant. Mm. Um, and there's some stuff about um, public speaking, and there's a lot of useful hips. A Hips. lot of useful hints for Hips people, hints, people. <laughs> who experience uh, social anxiety and get nervous meeting people for the first time. So there are some really good tips there. Uh, if you want a laugh, I suggest you trawl through the reviews on Goodreads like I did. 
um, oh. because it's it's actually quite divisive. People love, love, love it, or, or they hate, hate, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. But do you, do you think that's the common theme for these self help books? Definitely. For I mean, I think for classic books in general, though, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, why is this oh, a yeah. classic? This is awful. It's pretty pretty unusual to get such to get a very well known title well, to have unanimous. Going back to our banned books of February. Loved it, hated it. Yeah. Mm, no sitting on the fence. No, exactly. So I, I think the best, uh, I read a review on Lifehacker and it was sort of saying, is this book applicable to the modern age? And um, it was saying it's influenced a lot of people over the years, including Warren Buffett and Charles Manson. And this is sort of their, this is this, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, oh. that Charles Manson. So mm-hmm. this is, they were sort of saying that this is what some people have this is the issue some people have with the book. It's, it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the influencing part can be seen as very manipulative and, um, yeah. Possibly in, yeah. The, in the wrong hands. But, and that's, but, then but that's humanity, isn't it? It is. I mean, and it's kind of an unfair comment. Any of the books that we're looking at can be used for evil. Oh, that's any book can be right. I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know about the kindergarten one. Maybe who moved my cheese? I feel like that's got evil. In oh, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you know, it's that's another one. It's, it's a book. I mean, humans are gonna gonna interpret things how they do and use things accordingly. You can't really say. And he, like I said, he's such an enthusiastic writer, and you can't you can't really fault that. No. Um, and his message is a, is. A good one, and there's a lot of stuff like just be honest. Well, the fact you know, listen to people. Those are really fundamental human things that he's trying to push. They're not manipulative. The fact that this book has not been out of print basically since it first never got published. Exactly. So, so, so many people have found it incredibly useful. And it would be interesting to know if it is still on business management reading texts for universities and courses like that I reckon it still would be even if it's just a referred text not in the actual course but I think I mean yeah. you know and I can see I can 100% people why people like it for business yeah. um, environments and I guess for me personally it's probably this side that I didn't find as helpful you know I was yeah. thinking I was on the whole self-discovery I'm on my own journey like I want to read about what's you know and that was some of it was great for me but I was like whoa whoa I'm not a corporate jockey Oh, you know, well, not yet. Not yet. Well, exactly. Uh-huh. Not yet. Not but, yet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was looking for something a little bit more personal, but that's not what this is about. No. So um, I would recommend it. It is, you know, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, as I just said, a lot of reviewers think so, but it is a classic for a reason. And, and you can definitely see where some newer theories have come from, mm. from him. So, But then... Some of the books that we're talking about today are not going to be for everybody. No. And this is the tip of the iceberg, dear reader. We oh we, yeah. we don't get together before we decide. We decide on a topic and then we go our separate ways. We come back in to record, dear reader, and we don't know what the other person has bought with them. No, it's a surprise for both it's of us. It's a surprise. So if we seem excited, it's Which because we life, actually are. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So what about your second book? Well, this is really funny. I think we're connected somewhere. Oh, I really? looked at that and thought, no. But the book I did look at, and reread was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. No way I was going to pick this one. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, Powerful Lessons in Personal Change by Stephen R. Covey. Yeah, yeah. Another person with their own 
course management courses and stuff. You know, he's got his own training. He has stuff. his own training. He has written book after book. Um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People spawned the Seven Habits of Highly. Dun 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 dun. Highly. Dun, 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 you know what? Do you know a secret? I actually read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers when I was a kid. Yep. My mum bought it for my sister, who I feel like maybe I spoke about this in banned books. Yeah, My mum bought did. it for my sister and I was like, why'd you buy it for her? I want to read it. And I loved it as a kid because yeah. I never read anything like it. Well, it's one of those books. It's mm. really easy to read. It makes sense. Um, it's, it has had its disparages out there as well because, yeah. you know, he did go on and, and do more than one book. But having said that, it's been helping people uh, become more efficient for more than 25 years. It was originally published in 1989. Wow. And well, it's a lot more recent than I would have thought. Mm, I thought it was a bit older. Uh, but Covey boils down the common habits of the most successful people into seven easy-to-implement habits for the reader to incorporate into his or her everyday life. Easy. Uh, easy nod. <laughs> I'd like to say it was a success, but I have to be honest and say, no, I loved reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved reading it. <laughs> I did. I did. And I hope that it would rub off on me but um <laughs> the seven habits outlined in the book are be proactive begin with the end in mind put first things first think win-win seek first to understand then to be understood stood synergize and sharpen the saw well hmm. <laughs> and these seven habits give readers the skills needed to achieve self-mastery and then use those skills to become highly efficient in working well with others. This classic is a must-read for those on the journey of personal development. And I think if you read it chapter by chapter and took away elements from each chapter, then it would be a highly successful book. He, because it is very easy to understand, it's very easy to read, it's just a matter of sticking with it. And I think if you're starting out, I think this is one of those books that would be absolutely fabulous because until you actually start work, you can be organised in your study as a student, but when you get out into your work life, it's a totally different ball game. And I yeah. think this is where those habits of highly effective people come in and... As I said, I'll go back and reread it again, but I think it might you be a You need to sharpen your saw. Oh, well, I could, yeah, sharpen the saw <laughs> and synergize. <laughs> uh, but I don't think, depending on too, where in the occupation that you're working at, I don't think people think win-win mm. necessarily. So some of the um, terminology may be slightly different to what we're used to particularly. Yeah. Because I don't go into a project thinking win-win. I reckon you might do. Well, the point is you want everyone to be happy, I guess. But but you go into a project thinking what benefit do we give the people mm. that come into our libraries or the people that we help. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was interesting. And begin with the end in mind. I think that's something. Sometimes that's a bit hard, isn't that it? That is hard. Yeah, that is a bit hard because you do... Yeah, sometimes you will often will go into projects and you know, particularly we do a lot of pilot projects, don't we? Where we think yep. 
well, the end is um, is intangible too because the end is people being satisfied and feeling enriched in their lives and that's very broad it and is. very hard to measure. So it's kind of hard for very that to hard be. To measure. That is it always in our end in mind, but it's kind of hard to do it, isn't it? Yeah, and there was... There was something about Stephen Covey, and I meant to write it down so I would remember it, and I cannot for the life of me think of it. There you go. Obviously, I'm not highly effective. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I used to work at a bookstore, and a lady used to always come in, and I used to have chats with her, and she um, was at the Stephen Covey, Covey um Training Institute in Brisbane. So she used to work there, and yeah. I always used to find it very fascinating. I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know, so she just did training, just training to different groups. But I was always wondering, like, is she highly effective? I mean, you know, that's like the ultimate pressure, isn't it? Mm. You got to be living that book. Yeah, we do. So. You do indeed. <laughs> so, very, oh, very interesting. There you go. Oh, I have to say, I loved the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers when I was younger, mainly because he has a lot of analogies with geese. Yeah. Oh, I think. They're identifiable, though. Yeah. And oh, no, I, I loved it. I loved it. I think, too, because it's seven habits. It's one for every day of the week, if you want to put uh, it like that. Yeah, that's a good so idea. So it, it means that it's not spanning years and years and years. No. So if you break it down and it's learn one habit a day, for even if it's, you know, for seven weeks yeah. or seven months, you're still going to end up with a highly effective mental capacity or, yeah, w- yeah. working style. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Mind, I didn't mind that one as much. I did think about rereading it, so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, there you go. And I thought about you know Dale. how to influence and Dale influence people. Well, I'm trying to influence. You know, always, always yeah. can. Uh, <laughs> so I guess this brings me to my third and final book, which was definitely my favourite. And it was, I've got to say, not an inspiring, not too an inspiring cover, but the title is great. So, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, it is. Get your S-H-I-T together, your you prescription wish. for a simpler life. And it's by Ruth Field. So she calls herself the Grit Doctor. Ooh, I know, it's quite does funny. Does the Grit stand for anything? Um, I think that's a, she has two books. Oh, she has one that she published after this book, which she had one before. Yep. And this also was why I picked up the book, because it was author of Run Fat, B-I-T-C-H, Run. <laughs> Which made me laugh a lot. So I was like, who is this grit doctor? What is her prescription for a simpler life? Cover your ears. (laughs) It was very similar, uh, very me book to pick up really, but very similar in tone (laughs) to um, ice cream for breakfast and enthusiasm. But Field is a lot more, she is prescriptive and she's a lot more distinct in what you should and shouldn't do. And I just, I loved it. I loved that. like, Like being back at school again. Yeah, she has what? rules and everything. And, you know, she has – but she has great – She has, I don't know. She's she's a barrister in real life. So she wrote this experience after – she wrote her first book after being She's obviously read running. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Reckon People. Reckon She's an effective lady. <laughs> like, she just seems cool. Anyway, the things that I love is she – she has this this wild thing right, – well, wild for me right in the beginning. She goes, stop writing lists. They're unproductive. What? I know. I was like, Whoa. stop writing lists. Like, like but why? Every, every, why would I do that? I write lists all the time. And she's like, no. Every, she goes, you need to sit there and you need to just close your eyes and think about what you need to do and just do it. And she's just like, stop the BS. And I was like, whoa, whoa Ruth, you have got me. Every other book says, 
to be highly no, effective, you, you to need to write a list. Yeah. Do a list at the end of the night before you start yep. work for what you've got to do the yep. next day. No. And when you get to work that day, go through your to-do yeah. list and do no, prioritise. Like, no, group doctor is like, that is BS. You do not need to do that. If you need to do that, you are a fool. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. So I very much, in, and this is this is in the first chapter. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't like just ease fool into that. No, I was like, wow. So I was right. very excited, very excited. And and then I was also hilariously um, <laughs> mystified when a couple of pages on, she's a couple of chapters on, she's like, oh, we don't do lists. Mine is a grid. And I was like, oh, so oh. there is some sort of written down form, but it is still different. And I, I just, I loved, I loved her attitude and her idea that you have, you need to get this voice inside your head that tells you to stop messing around. You know, basically like. Like, oh, my, my house is really disorganized. Clean it. Oh. She's just like, just do it. And oh, so she it's, has it's this great... The, it's the Nike ad, just yeah. do it. <laughs> so she, but I, oh, I wonder if she's getting I a payback need. from Nike. Sorry. <laughs> but this is what I need. I need someone to be like, no, just, just do, do it. it. And then I'm like, okay. So, and she has this great idea of shelves. So she talks about, you need to go into your kitchen, find a messy shelf, you need to clean it. Clean it right now. So you clean it. You know, how do you feel? Yeah, you feel really good, right? You feel good because this, oh. this whole area is ordered, whatever. And she's like, you need to apply that philosophy to your life. Break it down into smaller bits and just get it done. Oh, this is like Marie Kondo. Oh, my God, I know. But she's great because oh. she's just like, nah. <laughs> she's like, she just, you know, there's swearing, there's sort of like real no-nonsense talk, which I personally love. So I, I very much enjoyed this book. I, I want to read it now. It's, it's pretty funny. The I only thing I didn't it. like Oh, there's uh, a but. Oh, there's a but. There's, there's a, a, a little but, but there's a, a but. Uh, she uses a lot of real life examples of people or herself, and they're kind of written in this this cursive, um, italicized writing. So oh. it's great because you know you can skip that, which is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I, as soon the nitty gritty and Louise just well, skips it by. <laughs> oh, well, it's like she tells you something and then she's like, this is how it worked in real life. And I kind of felt like... I don't want to know. Well, it's not even I was like, oh, no S-H-I-T Sherlock. Like, yeah, okay, I get how that <laughs> works, you know. So I just used, I just skipped those bits, which, <laughs> which kind of made me giggle. I didn't feel like I was missing anything and I still really enjoyed the book. But there were just bits that I was like, nah. This, this story goes on for but two pages. I think sometimes when there are those stories, it is like, no, I don't want to know about the stories. No. I want to know how to be able to... No, no, to boom, boom, let's get to the conclusion. Let's, yes. Actually, can let's I read do a this. bit for you? Yes. I'm going to pull the book Intense. out. I'm going to borrow it when, you, when we finish today now. I want something to read. Well, believe it or not, I was raving about it to um, a girl at work and she was like, oh, we should read it together. And I was like, yeah. So she hired it too. And then now we're both reading it. So this is just a wee little snippet. And it's just just to give you a, a taste of the tone. A little taste. So there's just someone talking about their job. This is the on so the, She has these little, and she has these little boxes everywhere that are just hilarious. Like the grit doctor says, right? I'm very confused sometimes at who the grit doctor is. I feel like it's this weird Jekyll and Hyde sort of alter ego coming through. I'm trying anyway, to get a picture of her and yeah. I'm a fading. And I, I, I looked on her blog and she's just like this like, lovely looking mum. You know, it's <laughs> like, go figure. Anyway, she says, no whinging and no complaining about your job. In capital letters, you chose it, <gasps> and if you are not happy with it, then do something about it. Oh! If someone has told you that it is all good, it is all you are good for and capable of, stop letting this hold you back. It is a story. It is BS. Our only limits are those we artificially place on ourselves. 
So I'm like, well, well that's the truth. Yeah. Well, you know, but this is this is the tone, and yeah. you're kind of like, okay, move on. You know, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So, dear reader, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I feel I have gotten helped by this by this book. What about you, Ben? What about your last book? Oh, my last book. I needed some light-hearted entertainment. Really. Help. I need somebody. <laughs> Help. Just now. Any, anyhow. Anyhow. None of these bodies. Right. My last book, um, and I had a couple, but the, this one that I'm going to do is called Sloth by Wendy Wasserstein. Oh. And it's actually subtitled The Seven Deadly Sins. Ooh. Now, this was published a while ago. She says, looking to see when it was published. And it's part, it's called The Seven Deadly Sins because there is a series of books, Pride, Envy, Anger, Sloth, Greed, Gluttony and Lust. Oh, wow. And it's part of a series, not all written by her. And it was published in 2005. So it's getting on a little bit. But the reason I chose it apart from the fact that it was called Sloth, and I happen to love Sloth, it is a rollicking parody of the self-help genre. One that skewers the couch-bound, apathetic mentality so persuasive in America today. Nice. So that's, how old? 23 years ago. With tongue-in-cheek, Sloth guides readers step-by-step towards a life of non-committal inertia. You have the right to be lazy, writes Wasserstein. You can choose not to respond. You can choose not to move. Readers will find out the importance of lethargiosis, the process of eliminating energy and drive, the vital first steps (laughs) in becoming a sloth. (laughs) So, to help you attain the perfect state of indolent bliss, the book offers a wealth of self-help aids. Readers will find the Sloth Songbook, Sloth Breakfast Bars, packed with sugar, additives and a delicious delicious touch of ambient, (laughs) Sloth documentaries, such as the author's 12-hour epic on Thomas Aquinas, (laughs) and the Sloth Network, Channel 823, programming guaranteed not to stimulate or challenge in any way. It may be difficult to distinguish between this and other channels, but only on Channel 823 can you watch me sleep. Readers will also learn the top 10 lies about sloth, the 10 commandments of sloth, the sloth mantra, even the too much 10 overachievers such as Marie Curie, Shakespeare and William the Conqueror. (laughs) You will discover how to become a sloth in your diet, exercise, work and even love life. True love leads to passion, she warns, and passion is the biggest enemy of sloth. (laughs) Uh, the author is actually one of America's great comic writers, one who's always had a serious point to her humour. And as I said before, she pokes fun at the self-help industry and she also sat- satirises the legion of Americans who are cultural and political sloths. So it was quite a change from every other book that we've actually read. But It sounds fun though. The, there's sample daily activity charts. 10.30 a.m., wake up, 11.15 a.m., eat a Krispy Kreme donut and sleepy time tea, 11.30 a.m., watch Cartoon Network, 12.30 p.m., read the New York Times, 
12.32pm, put down the New York Times in exchange for InStyle magazine. Then read another article about Sarah Jessica Parker's favourite shoes she wore on Sex in the City. In this case, InStyle cancels out the Times activity grams and the total becomes 20 grams. 1pm, order in lunch. 1.30, eat pepperoni pizza. 2pm, nap. 4pm, make phone call to stockbroker and discover your portfolio has increased 15% in its worth. 5pm, cocktail hour, drink straight vodka. 6.15pm, conversation with a friend. 6.45pm, a chiro dinner. 7pm, stationary sex. 7.10pm, sleep. <laughs> so, it's, um, it's actually quite... Quite, quite a lovely and funny book and you do get a laugh out of it um, but as I said yes it's all about sloths and one of my little sloths is just uh, it's got a little diagram of a, oh, a, per, a person in a hammock having a little a little snooze as sloths are likely to do but yeah look it was it was just lovely and um, if you do want something funny to read it is quite good and it's still a self-help book Oh, why not? I feel like if you're uh, thinking about what you're doing and how you could be doing it better, I think it's a self-help book. Yeah, right. well, this Am is I true. Right? Not right? every self-help book is out there. Well, it's kind of um, why I chose the ice cream for breakfast. I yeah. was like, you're right. I'm living life wrong. I need to eat ice cream for breakfast. And look, dear readers, this we have only just, we've talked about six books there is a plentitude oh of self-help so books many. out there. You'll notice that we didn't pick up any medical self-help books today. No. Um, and these, that wasn't done by accident, I don't think. I think no. we just picked up those that we thought might appeal and obviously the two classics that we've had. We kind of, and we always pick generally that appeals to us as well because yeah. we have I mean, to read we them. Can't, yeah, we have to read them. That's exactly right. And that's not saying like yep. all and, of them. And if you try and pick up a book that doesn't appeal to you and you don't really have a reason to read it, sometimes it's a bit difficult. It's too hard. But you know, we'll get there. We'll, I think we'll have a challenging reads one day. Oh, we'll make each other so. read challenging books we don't No, think. no, that's on our list of oh, it is. books yes, to it do. Is on our yes, list. That is. That's it. Book challenges. And it's always good to challenge yourself. We talk about that a lot of times. We do. But, you know, uh, like you said when we talked about the the art of Swedish death cleaning, was it? You know, yeah, sometimes that was books, a self-help book. But because exactly. we because I spoke about it in January. Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to talk about it again. So I, well, I know you thought about it. I did think about it, but I thought we've already done it once. So hmm. we'll go on to something else. But so. I suppose thinking about that episode, you and I touched on it a little bit and we were saying there are just times in your life where books just choose you. And for whatever reason, you kind of gravitate to more yeah. uh, whatever theme or whatever's going on. So we sort of did that with the self-help, right? I mean, yeah. the stuff that I picked really sort of resonated with where I'm at at the moment which I've actually found helpful and it's kind of worked. So, you know, yay. But don't be shy about even going in the health. It's in the health section in our our libraries. So don't be shy about going. There's so many beautiful philosophy books as well. And there's Mm. a wonderful amount of books. I really actually wanted to review The Secret, but um, it's been on um, reservation. You know, I'm very behind. The what? 
who was the author of that one, Rose? Oh, I don't is that Rose Byrne? I'm not sure. I just know it was on Oprah once. Yeah. And I was like, the secret. I need to know about the secret. But it's very popular, dear reader. You know, get in line. It is very popular. That's what the catalog told me. That spawned quite a few other books. Yeah, for sure. She she made quite a lot of money from that particular series. And there's there's lots of other books. But I wanted to read the original. And the original was just out. Anything that Oprah suggested always got read. Yeah, yeah, gold ticket approval. So, you know. But be in charge of... If you're not feeling great or if you just think maybe I could be doing stuff differently, don't be afraid to explore exactly what books are out there. You might be surprised that just reading a different perspective yeah. or reading something even silly about sloths might actually exactly. help That's unlock something. And, well, true, because there are quite a few of them that actually, and a lot of them, a lot of self-help books, like the life-changing magic of not giving a stuff, <laughs> F- um, they're all about taking control of yeah. your own life. Yeah. And so... And putting stuff in perspective. A lot exactly. of it's like, okay, you know, just look at it from this faraway angle. It's not that bad. So, dear reader, we hope you've enjoyed that today. Yeah, um, get helpful. Get if out you there. Get helpful. If you have any, or if you've read any self-help books, please let us know about them and we can add them to our list. Yeah, we'd love to. You can read our show notes, including a list of the books we haven't finished yet, and there are numerous ones, on our Goodreads page, which you can find on our website at www.melbournelibraryservice.com.au and on the read page. We would also love for you to tell us what you're reading or ask us for a recommendation. Tweet us at melblibrary with the hashtag DearReader or join the conversation on Goodreads And don't forget you can subscribe and download Dear Reader episodes at iTunes by searching for Melbourne Library Service. And if you like what you're hearing on Dear Reader, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others find out about us and gives us a nice warm glow too. But until next time, thanks for listening. Over and out. Bye. Bye. Thank you.